This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. Elton Brand vowed patience in the 76ers' search for a new head coach. This is a pivotal point for our organization. You know, we're at a crossroads right now, so I'm going to be strategic and thoughtful. I'm not going to be in a rush. And in the end, that approach paid off. Doc Rivers out with the Clippers after seven seasons in Los Angeles. Within 48 hours of Doc Rivers becoming available, he was in Philadelphia for an interview. Less than 24 hours after that, the wheels were in motion for the 58-year-old Rivers to become the 25th head coach in franchise history. The Doc is in the building. Sources have confirmed that the Sixers have reached a deal with Doc Rivers. The star power with Embiid and Ben Simmons. You have some other very good players, a big market in Philadelphia, and those were all components for Doc Rivers that got him right back in. When you look at that personnel, Doc Rivers' scheme, the way he coaches, I think Doc Rivers is the right guy for that job. Doc Rivers is going to bring that structure to Philly. He's going to get the best out of Joel Embiid. I strongly believe that Joel Embiid might win the MVP next year. On this episode of the broadcast, Reaction, Doc Rivers, the next head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. It is an occasion so momentous we are being represented in three out of the four time zones in the contiguous United States. I'm Brian Seltzer, coming to you from Northern Liberties. I'm Tom McGinnis from Phoenix, Arizona. And I am Lauren Rosen in Houston, Texas. Guys, we are gathered here for this edition of the broadcast to discuss none other than the hiring of the 25th head coach in franchise history, and it's Doc Rivers. (laughs) I mean, my first reaction is wow for two reasons. Wow, because earlier in the week, at the start of the week, if you go back to Sunday, he wasn't even available. Then he became available And now the 76ers have him. So I think before we get into the different layers of this hiring, I'm still very much in a wow frame of mind. And I want to start with you, Tom, because you've seen Doc as a player at the back end of his career and during the entirety of his tenure as a head coach in the league. Well, actually, Brian, I go back further. I saw him as a college player in Milwaukee at Marquette as a junior. We happen to be the same age. And at that point, uh, my college basketball career ended and I was a reporter. And at the time I was with Northern Illinois and, and Doc was playing at Marquette. And I actually asked the coach if I could travel up. We had a game up there in Milwaukee and the coach of the Northern Illinois Huskies at the time let me go on the team bus. I wanted to see Doc play. So we actually played at the same time. Clearly he was a much better player, but from Maywood, Illinois, he went to Proviso East High School just west of Chicago. And that was a storied basketball program, even in years prior to to Glenn Rivers, Doc Rivers playing there. So to your bigger point, and then I did see him in college or in the NBA. In fact, his first year was with the Hawks and their training camp was in Charleston, South Carolina at the College of Charleston. And I was covering the uh, I was working in television there. And and lo and behold, Mike Fratello brought the Hawks in there. And I talked to Doc at that time. And we've reminisced about that uh, many years ago. But. To your overall point, it's it's very exciting because at this time, and, and really in a lot of lost seasons, but certainly for the Sixers now have a coaching vacancy coming in, it was almost like a game of musical chairs. And it, at a certain point, you know, the music was going to stop and who was going to be your coach? 
and there was talk about Lou. And of course, Billy Donovan took the Chicago job and Dan Tony. And then, as you say, Doc Rivers became available and that changed the dynamic. So they got a tremendous head coach, two-time coach of the year, NBA champion, totally respected. He's going to get his thousandth win with the Philadelphia 76ers, whether it's in 2021 or 21 season or the following year. He's very close and I believe 964. So a great day for the Sixers. It really is. I echo what you both said. I was so excited and a little surprised. Obviously, he just came up on the market this week. He's already been to Philadelphia and now he's getting ready obviously to come back more long term. So this is something really exciting. I have a little bit less experience watching him coach. But what I do know is that he is a relationships guy. Ask anyone around the league, other coaches, other players, players who have and haven't played for him. They love Doc Rivers. He's just one of the high character role model type figures in this league. And I think Philadelphia is really lucky to have someone that brings those types of qualities to the table. When you watch any team that at least I've seen, usually Clippers teams, when the Clippers come to town, there are players on the opposing team that want to just say hello to Doc, that want to have a conversation with Doc. There are reporters that love having conversations with Doc. So to have somebody like that and to get to start building relationships of our own with him, it's something I'm really excited about. It's interesting you say that, Lauren, because when you just watch some of the interactions, it jumps out that factor that he commands respect. I was going through, we have access in our department to the Getty Images photo archive. And, you know, there are these photographers who take photos of all these basketball games. And lo and behold, from the game the Clippers played against the 76ers at the center in February after the game, there's Doc and Joel Embiid engaged in a very congenial, friendly handshake just seen that there was that immediate friendship and camaraderie brought on by respect. And Doc's a name. T-Mac, like you said, he's been there. He's done that. And it's incredible to me that this is going to be his 22nd year as a head coach in the NBA. 943 wins. That is such a massive number. He's missed the playoffs only once in the last 13 years. And when I think of all the positives surrounding the profile of Doc as a head coach, T-Mac, he's a guy who during that time has seen just about everything on the court on the court, superstars, managing relationships, and adapting with the times of an evolving style of playing the league. No doubt about it, and that's what you get, is a lot of that experience. And I, I missed the wins by 20, but he's going to get it uh, with the Sixers in the next uh, year or so. So the biggest thing in the NBA as a head coach is respect, and, and he's got it. The second he walks into the gym, the second he puts that whistle around his neck and walks on the floor, he's got that. And our players – are going to know that. And of course, Tobias has already played for him uh, with the Clippers, which I think is going to be really important. And uh, he's been in all those crucial moments to win a championship, you know, and then they won it in 08 in Boston in 2010. They were in that finals with Kobe against the Lakers. Uh, so he's seen all the coverages. He knows everything about the NBA and he's been in all those situations. And then again, it's a, he's an incredible person. And I think, you know, I think we all saw that on, on a different level in the bubble when he talked about uh, when there was the restart to the restart. And, and he talked about, you know, so eloquently, look, at it made the national news. And I think anybody that listened to that talk about racial injustice and his father being a police officer in Chicago for 30 years and wanting to be treated fairly, uh, it was really powerful. And so he's a, he's a great person. 
He's an un- incredible basketball mind that's been in our league at every level as a player and a coach and a broadcaster. The only thing he hasn't done really is be in the front office. So it's a great move by the 76ers. And, you know, you said you don't know, but I would imagine Doc called Doc. All right. So there's a relationship. So many of the, the players of, of that era, you know, looked up to Julius Serving and he's so close to our franchise and, and got his take. And I don't know that for sure, but, you know, he did his due diligence on the Sixers probably just as they did with him and uh, two thumbs up. And that's, I think, like I said, it's going to be a, a tremendous thing to inject new life. He's won the plus figure in, in Boston it, or with the Clippers. Sorry, it was only plus one the very first year. But with Orlando, it was a big number. When he got to Boston, there was a huge total win uh, differential in, the, in a positive manner. So I think we're going to see that as well. Well, Tom, you said it. He couldn't be a better ambassador for the game. I think that was super clear in the bubble. But that wasn't the first time that Doc has found himself in national news always choosing the right side of history, always being candid and open and having the words when when I think it's really, it must be really difficult to find the words on the national stage. And he's an international ambassador to the game as well. Seltz, you mentioned um, that interaction with Joel Embiid. Ramona Shelburne actually pointed it out today that the two of them did a basketball, a basketball without borders trip to Senegal together a few years ago. So that might be where that relationship started, but we know that they have a little bit of history there. So whether it's on the national stage, international stage. This is someone who represents the game. My parents don't follow basketball, but they knew the name Doc Rivers when I told them who our new head coach was going to be. And we saw that same type of excitement from Josh Richardson. We get we got to see his reaction as he was doing a live stream of his own when he saw the news break. Josh Richardson has not played for Doc, but he was really excited for the opportunity to do so. So I think whether you're a player or you're a parent in Houston, Texas, this is someone you know about. And you know that he brings this energy, this aura that's important, that's special, and is going to bring something really different and unique and exciting to this group. It was great, guys, to see Joel chime in in the old Twitter sphere. Recently minted father, Joel Embiid, that emits diaper changes and all the other things that come with being a new dad. He tweeted out, Welcome to the city of brotherly love, Coach Doc Rivers. Excited for the future and what we're building here. Philly forever. So an immediate sentiment of positivity from Joel Embiid. One of the things that I did earlier was run through some of the lists of big names that Doc Rivers has coached over the course of his career. And when you start in Orlando, you had Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill for a season. You go to Boston, of course, there's Pierce and Garnett and Allen and Terry, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George with the LA Clippers, in addition to Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, J.J. Redick. Different guys, different types of players, and I think T-Mac, he has shown over the course of his career talking about Doc Rivers, that he has an ability to tap in and understand and relationship build with the different types of talents and stars that he comes across and works with. Absolutely, and not only who he's coached, but who he's played under. He played for the Knicks. He played for the Clippers when Larry Brown was there. I believe he had a stint with the uh, San Antonio Spurs for a while. I could be mistaken about that, but he's had a, a well, Mike Fratello for definite sure uh, in Atlanta. And he, he's had uh, a number of experiences to learn from uh, throughout his career. When you're in the NBA for as long as he's been associated with it, as you say, 20 plus years as a head coach, a broadcaster, and then a lengthy decade plus playing career, you've seen it all. And Brian, you touched on it, how, our game has changed and he's adapted with that. So 
uh, it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be very interesting. I think the team will be re-energized, certainly for the Sixers and for the players. You know, they've got a right or wrong. That was a very abrupt ending in their playoffs. And now it's going to be a new attitude and a new approach. And, uh, you know, I think this, this is obviously a huge part of it in, in the hiring of Doc Rivers. And something that has become clear when you dive into Doc and his stops, I mean, I think you can point to an instance everywhere he's been as far as pretty much bringing guys together, whether it was the Donald Sterling incident and navigating the Clippers to the playoffs in 2014, the Boston Celtics when they had to come together. And, Lauren, I know that you watched the Playbook documentary series on Netflix, the first episode profiled Doc, and it was it's really very well done. Great insight from Doc Rivers, and he lists out different rules that he lives and coaches by. And the one thing that I'm going to take away from that episode was Unbutu, the idea of Unbutu with the Boston Celtics and how that 2008 team that won the title bought into that, and they truly became more of a we-not-me type of embodiment in that ideal. Well, if you haven't already watched that episode on Netflix, I actually watched it, I believe, on Tuesday before I even knew that this was a possibility. Maybe I was hoping it was, but it was a really special episode. Doc was very candid and he explained the highs and the lows that come along with being great and the idea of Ubuntu and coming together as one. The idea that he subscribes to, that's something that I've actually spoken with my family a lot about, is if one person gets better, the rest of the group gets better. If one person falls, the rest of the group falls. And what better way to structure a team than surrounding those types of ideals? He talked about it a lot when it came to that Celtics championship team in 2008. And keep in mind, that was a team that missed the playoffs the two years before that. And of course, they had some major acquisitions that really upped their ceiling. But it was a team that had disappointed. Tom, not unlike what you said about this group that's looking to rebound from an unfortunate, let's say, ending to this season. Doc has had experience bringing a group of players together, galvanizing them around an idea that they can be better together. And I think that that's something that he can definitely bring to this group that we know is hungry for a championship and we know can come close to that type of, let's say, glory, but just hasn't quite gotten over the hump yet. I'm really excited about the way that that spirit can fit in with this group of 76ers. And Lauren, you touched on it, and that's what team is all about, and and that's what Doc Rivers preaches. He, he's a winning person, and as a coach who's finally you know won the NBA championship, and that whole concept of sacrificing for others, you know, like the hockey just ended, and I I didn't watch a lot other than a little bit of the Flyers. I didn't watch a lot of the NHL playoffs, but when it comes to a close, I'm watching. And I, I don't care if that's the WNBA, if, if we could get minor league baseball, I know they didn't play it because at the end, when a team is culminates with a championship, all of the themes are exactly the same, no matter what level it is. And what do they say? They say all the big adjectives, trust, sacrifice, loyalty. These guys are unbelievable. We did it together. We, you know, all of the same things almost to a team, to a man are stated, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NFL, or the NBA, when it comes to the end, that's what winning teams have. And that's what he preaches. And quite frankly, that's what it's got to be for the Sixers or any team that aspires to reach the, the gold medal round, the championship level, you know, whether it's setting a screen or, or being a supportive teammate or bringing a great attitude every day or scoring 30 points or getting a big rebound. 
all of those little things add up. We've seen in the playoffs. I mean, inbounding the basketball becomes of paramount importance. So you want to habitualize the habits and play with game speed and the ferocity so that when it's real, when it comes down to gut check time, you've already been there. And Doc Rivers is going to bring that intensity, that emphasis on execution, team, sacrifice, everything I just talked about. A couple other adages it sounds like he lives by, guys, is that he embraces pressure, he welcomes it, doesn't run from it. And I think that I'm really curious to see how he comes into this season himself following a tough end to his run with the Clippers in that second-round series against the Denver Nuggets. And also the idea that he seems to promote and preach is that if you're a champion and you have that championship mindset, it's never what's in the past. You just got to keep looking forward and go for it. So I think that's a mindset that could very much mesh well both the narrative surrounding Doc coming into this season in parallel with the narrative surrounding the 76ers collectively. Right. For sure. I think another thing that we took from the playbook, which again, go watch it if you haven't, he talked about the fact that Doc Rivers is a big Muhammad Ali fan and literally and figuratively as a fighter, as a boxer, you're going to get hit. You're going, it's not a matter of if, it's, it's when and how many times and how often and how you get back up. So like you said, Celts, this is Doc coming off of a bit of a disappointing season. And what you said, Tom, about the 76ers, this is a group that has been hit. And now it's their time to get to rise together and to hit back. And, and that's where champions are made. We hear it over and over and over again. It's how you respond to adversity. And if you think about this group of 76ers players, too, these are guys that experienced adversity before they got to the Sixers. They're a group that's experienced adversity since they've been with the Sixers. And like you said at the very beginning of this conversation, Celts, there's very little in the NBA that Doc Rivers has not seen and he has not tackled. So I think this for him is an interesting new challenge, but he's going to be able to draw on a lot of his past experiences to hopefully put it all together for the 76ers. I'm excited, guys. We have the first preseason game, what, this weekend and then the regular season opener later this month? Isn't that I wish. how it works? <laughs> Maybe not so much in 2020. Not in 2020. <laughs> uh, I guess why don't we wrap it up on this? We're going to hear from Doc Rivers, at least at this point in time, as far as we know. We're going to hear from him publicly as the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers for the first time in a few days at the beginning of next week. Tom, I will start with you. What are one of the things that you are most curious to hear from him about, learning more about him? And then, Lauren, you can pick it up after Tom. Well, I mean, I, I think he's going to probably lay out, because when you get a job, when you interview, even with a track record like Doc Rivers, when you're talking to Elton Brand and you're talking to you know, David Blitzer and Josh Harris, you have to lay forth a plan and so that they hear your vision, right? I mean, if you listen to the reporting, you know, what happened in Los Angeles is there that phrase is that it comes up so often when teams part ways, but that philosophical differences. Well, the philosophical differences here obviously align. And so you want to hear the plan and about player development, about getting the most of your players. You got two all-stars and you're chock full of talent and bringing this team to a whole nother level. And you guys kind of both just touched on these things. And that is underdog, you know, you, you start to create a chip on your shoulder, which is never a bad thing to be the hunter. You know, you don't, you know, we're not the hunter yet. We got a lot to prove. And so, and Doc Rivers is not above learning a little bit from his past experience and using that growth and, and bringing that to the, to the Philadelphia 76ers and same thing with the players. So 
that's what I think we're going to hear. And, you know, Lauren had mentioned earlier about relationships. That's really what it comes down to. So that the players build a trust in the coach. And likewise, when you're a coach and you're putting the players out there, you got to be able to trust that they're going to execute and, and get it done. That's how you become successful. And style of play will be something that he will talk about. And that's what I'm, I'm referring to in terms of the philosophical, you know, the plan, the platform like that. So I think Philadelphia is going to like this guy. And, and in that same Philly tough mantra, that has to be within the fabric of any coach in any ball club that plays in our city because that's what our city demands. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Ready to go. Let's start it right now. Guys, thank you so much. I know I have a lot more to say in the days and weeks ahead about Doc Rivers, now head coach of the 76ers. Thanks for hopping on. Night, Brian. Thanks, Bill. Big thanks to T-Mac chiming in from Phoenix, Arizona proper, where he's doing a little vacay, and Lauren Rosen for connecting from her hometown of Houston, Texas. A lot to come on the 76ers Podcast Network feed next week. We'll bring you complete coverage of the introductory press conference featuring Doc Rivers, and also it's going to be Vote 7-6 week on the Podcast Network feed, getting out the vote, spreading the word, and what is also National Voter Education Week. So look out for a bunch of new episodes coming next week. I'm Brian Seltzer saying so long for now. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time here on the broadcast. See you.